Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to How to Life, a podcast in which two very different people attempt to master their life and share their experiences along the way. That's us. Yeah, it's us. The first podcast of the year, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, it's the end of January. We're here. We're back. To be precisely at the end of January. Took us a bit, but we're here. And once again, we are going to try to do once a month and we'll fail. So that's what you can expect. <laughs> Almost once a month for the uploads. But here we are. Um, actually, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Well, I was thinking about a topic. Uh, mm-hmm. I told you about, I wanted to talk about taboos. But then in the end, I was like, fuck it. We'll go with the topic you initiated in the first place, <laughs> which is um, millennials. Yeah, millennials. What Being a millennial. Mysterious creatures they are. Definitely. So um, to top it off. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. a few statements about millennials, and I want to know your opinion about it. Okay, hit me. Uh, let's see. Millennials are lonely. How do you feel about that? Um, I think it depends on the person, but if we're going to generalize, I might say, yeah. I, I do think millennials are more lonely than let's say gen what came before millennials gen z right no they came after oh gen y yeah yeah gen y <laughs> okay i think i think millennials have stepped up have stepped up their loneliness <laughs> since wow. their parents generation i do think so yeah why, what about why you well, I kind of agree because I think we are a very individualistic uh, generation, uh, which goes in hand hand in hand with loneliness. I think we we literally choose to be lonely. Yeah, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Also, I want to get to the elephant in the room. Um, I was born in ninety eight, just in barely in ninety eight, almost ninety seven. Um, yeah, I'm I'm technically not a millennial. I'm pretty sure really? you aren't either. No, I am. You're from I'm 195. Yeah. I'm not I'm, that old. I'm terribly sorry. I think 95 is where Gen Z starts. However, however. Really? I, no, I disagree. No, no. My whole I life disagree. is a lie. I think uh, the... the cusp is that what you call it the the transition between uh, millennials and gen z should be at the um 2000, 2000 mark i think yeah. that's a lot better because i feel much more like a millennial than a gen zer for god's sake i don't even have tiktok i'm gonna look it up right now because uh what is uh and <clears throat> also um, the people like myself and like yourself as well uh, are called Xennials because we're sort of <laughs> the in-between zone between Millennials and Gen Z and that I can agree with because for me personally uh, I didn't grow up having internet and having computers that like actually did something 
Um, but that's also because I didn't grow up in a city. I think the transition to like tech mm-hmm. was a lot later for me as opposed to people who live in cities. And therefore, I am a millennial. This was my presentation. Thank you. <laughs> well, I just looked it up and I hate to break it to you, but you you aren't a millennial and I am. And I didn't know. I literally didn't know I was it at the at the at the um, how do you say i wasn't <laughs> what are you trying to say exactly <laughs> that ik op het randje zat oh that you were on the cusp i think that's the word cusp i'm pretty cusp? sure really cusp i, I think it. that's like the the edge from one oh, thing yeah, into edge. another so um millennials were born between 1981 and 1994 and we uh, gen y is the millennials oh wait <laughs> gen w then for those <laughs> nah, well too complicated we clearly um, didn't do our homework i'm sorry we guys. clearly didn't um however i have seen sources that say um gen z only starts at like the the 2000 mark yeah i would agree. so i'm pretty sure the behavior. there's a there's a debate mm-hmm. on that whole thing so just wanted to get that out there a lot of people will say i'm not a millennial a lot of people will call me gen z but i strongly disagree i'm a zenial thank you <laughs> thank you for your attention now yeah this was my ted talk <laughs> yeah. So what were we about loneliness uh, and individualism and yeah so I I do agree with that statement but that's also because I think I personally am like that so mm-hmm. I, I do think there's a lot of people that are just normal <laughs> um, yeah. like and that function just like our parents did but I do think because of like social media um, again social media. I know. It's the root cause of every problem in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that has made us less social, mm-hmm. like we discussed last time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I do think we're more lonely. Yeah. And also, I think uh, it also depends on the country where you're from, because the Netherlands in general is a quite individualistic country yeah, on its own. Definitely. And for instance, Spain or Italy are more like uh, growing in a group, growing with your being really close with family. So I think that also plays a part. Yeah. In general, Dutch people aren't that family oriented. Yeah. Whereas I think, for instance, uh, Italy, that's known for their big families living under one roof and that stuff. It's not that common in the Netherlands to have that kind of stuff even though I do live that way sort of that's funny that's actually funny that you you are an exception on the rule yeah I really am in most things to be honest um let's get a bit deeper into that because that's actually kind of funny because you said that you on yourself are a bit of like a a lone wolf but you live with your grandmother like how did how did that happen yeah okay so uh i grew up in a very 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 small town 
Um, and a very, 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 very small town. Um, we had a popula- population of like one and a half thousand people. So I would say that's that's pretty small. Um, and I lived next to my grandparents um, ever since I was born. So I was always quite close with my grandparents. I was, uh, it wasn't like babysitting, but they uh, looked after me at least one day in a week. Um, uh, yeah, so they're really just part of the inner circle of my family because they mm-hmm. have always been. Uh, and when my granddad passed away a few years back, I believe it's three years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we moved because that house was way too big for my grandma on her own. So we moved and now she has a little cottage on the property of my mom and stepdad. Mm-hmm. And I too have my own little cabin that I in live the woods. in. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we live on the same property but it's not like under the same roof i don't think i'd be able to handle that to be quite honest do you guys have like dinners often together or is it only with uh birthdays or like how does that work um it depends my uh grandma always eats with my mom and stepdad Mm -hmm. Uh, they always cook for her and i join them i'd say about half the time Mm -hmm. oh that's so nice i'm currently i don't know if you can hear but can you? I hear a bit of water or something. No, what are you cooking? Are you <laughs> cooking bacon or something? No, it's uh, it's an, a dish from Indonesia that I'm cooking at my uh, wood stove. <laughs> it needs to, to be in there for like seven hours. So I started earlier today. And we're going to have that as a whole big family, happy big family <laughs> tonight. So Oh, nice. Yeah, we do do things together, but often we're just on our own. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, that's not a typical millennial thing, but also it's just not typical for this day and age in general. I think that's quite important as well. We're talking about a generation, but it's not just the people in this generation, but also how society is becoming Mm -hmm. in general, like the, the trends in society in general. Yeah. So did your uh, parents um, actively chose this way of living or was it, was it the way they were raised or? Um, well, it's funny because uh, my grandma's grandma lives in the house my grandma grew up in. That was a very complicated sentence. Um, my grandma lived with her grandma as well. Mm-hmm. And her sisters, her mother, her, her dad, they were all in the same roof. So uh, in that sense, yeah, it's been common within our family. But also, no, not really. Um, because in during that time, it wasn't that uncommon to have grandparents living with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and dad first moved in together in a new home uh, in like a s- smaller city that was in between where my dad grew up and where my mom grew up. Mm -hmm. And they lived there for a few years until it became a bit small. Uh, My sister was born. So they wanted to move 
to where my mom grew up because she liked growing up there. And they had the opportunity to buy uh, half of the house my grandparents built because mm-hmm. they were supposed to live with another family and they backed out at the last minute when pretty much everything was already built. So there was pretty much an empty shell of a house and mm-hmm. my parents really wanted to have a space that they could really make their own. So it was a great opportunity and also financially it was a lot more achievable. Mm-hmm. So they ended up doing that and it's not that they specifically wanted to live next to uh, my mom's parents but it did end up being that way and they haven't looked back since okay okay interesting so yeah that's also I think very different from how you grew up yeah 100% I uh, grew up with my dad my dad only mm-hmm. because uh, my mom got a um mental illness when I was like a baby when I was like one years old or two years old mm-hmm. um, so my dad raised me from for ever since and uh, we just always live in Amsterdam in the big city between the cars and noise and everything <laughs> yeah so um, that's a pretty different pretty different state and have you always lived in the same part of Amsterdam Practically, yeah. I've always lived, I think, in, uh, how do you say that? In, like, five kilometers apart. I've lived in three houses, and I think they're all, like, five kilometers Isn't uh, that away. amazing, though? Because if you think about Amsterdam, I think a lot of people listening will think, <laughs> well, I have a lot of things they think about Amsterdam. Um, but <laughs> Amsterdam is just another city, like, generally any other city. But it is a big city. At least for Dutch st- standards. Yeah. Um, however, you always grew up within the same area. Wasn't mm-hmm. it a bit like growing up in a village in a way? Because you know the baker on the left of that street. You know where you can get the best French fries over there. You know, mm-hmm. actually, you know what I mean? You, yeah, if you say it that way, it actually is. Because my neighborhood is definitely like my neighborhood. And uh, yeah. If you say it that way, it actually kind of feels like a village, yeah. <laughs> but um, the I only difference is you are within the city center in like 20 minutes, and for me, it takes 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, getting back to the topic from today, mm-hmm. my question is um, what characterizes the millennial, millennial generation? Well, I think. First off, um, millennials, I think a lot of millennials want to be different and unique Mm -hmm. and they all want to do that collectively and they try to differentiate themselves um, from normal people all in the same way. So the end result is they are all the same. Yeah. (laughs) By trying to be unique. <laughs> that was very long-winded, but I think you know what I mean. <laughs> That's actually a really funny statement because it's kind of true. Because I was thinking to myself, like, what, what is my answer, actually? And I thought to myself, I think the millennial generation is very uh, contradict. How do you say the contradictory? 
contradicting or yeah contradictory. yeah we are very contradicting because what what you say we want to be different but by being trying to be different all in the same way we're, we're all ending up as the exact same person yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny i do think that's that's a big thing and also like and that's sort of in the same region um I feel like millennials want to be like rebels, but not quite, you know, you mm-hmm. want to, and that's also in general, millennials want to be noticed. I think that's a big thing. That's yeah. what all these points are coming down to. Yeah. Millennials want to be noticed and want to make a lasting impact. And I think I've actually uh, done a little, little bit of research on this a few weeks back when I first thought of um, doing this topic in the podcast and what i found was that um after the war the generation that grew up then was very much happy to just not have the war Mm. and um got told by their parents how bad the war had been and i'm talking about the second world war here yes um so they grew up being happy with whatever they got so Mm. usual words (laughs) (laughs) i was about to swear and i was like "Mm, let's keep this friendly um the the job they don't like it's fine because it brings in the money so we can feed the kids and it's it's all good it's all fine they were i think very easily um satisfied content Mm -hmm. yes satisfied and i think that lasted quite a while and where was I going with this? Um, um, well, I ca- I kind of feel where you're going. So that lasted a while, but ever ever since we kind of had like prosperous times, right? We yeah, had times yeah. Of prosperity, like the money was flowing, the economic times were okay. So I think we, as a generation, we kind of got bored or something. So yeah. now this, the fact that we are actually kind of content and everything is okay and everybody has jobs, felt. Uh, kind of boring i think we kind of yeah and also we were raised by people that experienced the boringness and were quite a a little bit done with it Mm -hmm. they were still like satisfied but they were like you you should really chase your dreams because we have plenty of money Mm -hmm. just just go chase your dreams do something big be wild um i think that's a bit of how a lot of millennials grew up Mm -hmm. And also, it was like the age of everything needed to be better. Yeah. Like, the whole take your daughter to work day kind of thing. Like, especially women, I think, um, have gotten a lot more chances in life. Like, to to go to college, to find their calling, to go work. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, I think, has been... Um, ideals pushed onto millennials by the generation that came before yeah so you kind of feel that because people made made the way for us for uh women that women kind of feel up and women and maybe people in general feel kind of obligated to um do things bigger and better because we 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 feel like we need to make something out of our lives yeah, I, I do think that's that's part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but right now, 
uh we mm-hmm. are still in corona times and in lockdown number three in the netherlands yeah. and do you feel that after this um situation people are going to be a little bit more content because some um some things were impossible like going to a restaurant or going to a club do we, do you think that this is going to like help with kind of a reset I'm really not sure anymore. I really did think so for a while that um, this was going to shake things up. But now I I wouldn't be surprised if once things go back to normal, um, everything genuinely goes back to the way it was. Like working from home, I was genuinely one of the people that thought, well, I think after this, we're going to have... Four days at the home, one at the office. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that anymore. No. I think people are craving the times that were. Mm-hmm. So as soon as it's possible, they go straight back to how it was. That's what I'm afraid of. I don't hope that's the, the case, but it, mm, I do kind of think so. Mm-hmm. Well, of course... Uh... We don't know what the future is going to bring, but I think there will be some changes because in my environment, I feel uh, people are really tired of the situation and people are even like posting on Twitter and saying like, oh, I just wish I could just go outside and like have a drink or have a spontaneous night out or whatsoever. So I think we, maybe we, yeah, are, I, getting I, of course. we are getting there oh. that, we, that we realize that uh, what we had before was actually uh, a luxury. Yeah, and also I think I think the people that used to go out and do stuff, as soon as the world opens up again, they are going to do just that. Um, I used to go out for dinner. Mm-hmm. Loved going out for dinner and for drinks. That's oh, the first thing I'm going to do once it's allowed <laughs> again. But I'm not going to go to a music festival for like a week mm-hmm. camping in like mud because I didn't do that before I'm not really missing that so I'm not doing that now I think in that way yeah we all want to do stuff mm-hmm. and maybe you've discovered that you like being around people more than you thought you did mm-hmm. but I think that's there's going to be a spike and then it's going to even out rather quickly because you don't change as a person because of this I don't think in that structural sense like if you if you don't like people you still don't like people (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i i get i get what you're where you're coming from like the circumstances uh don't really change the people unless you actively uh change the way you think yeah and and of course there's going to be some subtle changes i'm i'm pretty sure of that Mm -hmm. but like in general if you were someone that really hated being around people Mm -hmm. And let's say the first half of last year, you were living your life. You were enjoying life to the fullest. Being on your own, that's fine. I think even those people are going to be wanting some social interaction right about now. But in the end, there's still people that enjoy alone time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can agree. I think the spike... The spike when everything, quote unquote, everything is going to reopen again. I'm mm-hmm. really curious to what that's going to bring. <laughs> well, um, 
no available reservations in restaurants is what it's going to bring. <laughs> I think everything's going to be full as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I really wasn't going to say fuck this time. Well, it's life. <laughs> How to life, guys? That's part of it. Um. So yeah, about millennials. You would say you are a millennial, right? Yeah, I think I would say I. Um, I am. So you also associate yourself with these, let's say, quirks, um, such as being like being lonely or whatever. Or what do you mean? Yeah, and being a rebel that thinks uh, she's paving the way for people, but is actually following the crowd instead. Mm. <laughs> like we said earlier, I think so. All yeah, that stuff. I think so. Yeah. But I think it also has to do with the fact that my dad is uh, Nigerian and he wasn't born here. And uh, the older I get, the more I realize that uh, I feel kind of like a pressure to make something out of my life and give back to him for the for all the things that he did to me. So I think that also kind of plays a part, but that's that's yeah. not all. That's not all. Besides that, I just love trying to be more and trying to better myself which is partly my own uh, choice but also partly because I don't want to get quote-unquote behind so I think yeah that's just me being honest here and uh, I think that's also something that's characterizing millennials yeah I'm curious what do you think what do you think makes a millennial besides the things we've said already, the, the loneliness and the mm. being a quote-unquote rebel? Um, well, I haven't really, really thought about it yet. So, I have another one and I'm curious whether you agree. Okay. I feel like millennials are it's like the generation of anxiety. I feel like millennials are afraid to do mm. pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but we all feel that way. Yeah. We don't like to call people. Like being being scared of calling people is a serious thing among millennials. Yeah. Uh, we don't like to stand up in a restaurant and go ask where the toilet is. Or, you know, just social anxiety we're socially awkward mm-hmm. and i think that also plays into the loneliness like there's a reason why we want to be alone yeah um I, I but i feel agree. like we're socially awkward yeah because we are we are just afraid to get judged <laughs> yeah but why do you know do you have any idea where that comes well, from Well, i think i think it also um plays a part in like being lonely so we are used to being more by ourselves but then we have our cell phones and we feel like we are connected with people but then again when we are in social uh social gatherings we are very well um uh, aware that things could go online or whatsoever so we feel like we need to meet meet to a certain standard so i think i think we're very aware that everything and 
is connected with each other. You're not only connected with your neighbor on the on the on the back of the street, but you can also see what like somebody is doing in Dubai or something. So yeah. I think we always need to feel like our best selves or something because that's what we see online. Yeah. Also, for some reason, I feel like I want to blame advertising. Mm -hmm. Like we, I don't know, like advertising has existed ever since like the 60s and 50s. No, that's not true. Ever since the war, pretty much, I think. Definitely. Yeah. Like ever since we had newspapers and whatsoever. But I feel like for some reason, our generation is hit so hard by by all these advertisements. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, and that probably also has a lot to do with social media again. Um, but I feel like the standards we feel like we should adhere to and achieve are unsettling, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if I look at, like, my mom and her generation, I feel like that's not... They know advertisement, advertising is a thing, but like, I don't know. I think it's also because we are the generation that got like moving pictures ever since we were born. Like TV was a thing. Mm-hmm. And then came um, computers, YouTube, and the whole audiovisual entertainment. I think that made advertisement so much more realistic. It's not no longer like a drawing in a magazine no. of like a, a Coke bottle, but now it's a whole 20 seconds on TV where you see how they open the Coke bottle. You hear the sizzle. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's become very... Um, realistic. Sensor- no, sensorial. Actually not, no, actually not realistic. But like, how do you think... It triggers all the senses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. But uh, I think that we are right now in some kind of revolution because you can see a lot of more plus-size models, a lot more diversity in men, women, trans, and everything in between. So I think we're like kind of getting in some sort... I think we were at the... At the, at the, at the at the highest point of like influencers and fake things and photoshopped images, but I think we're now right moving away from that. Sorry? I think we're moving away exactly. from that finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're moving away because I think we were realizing that what we were doing. <laughs> no, thank you. It's pretty much what we were realizing. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is getting better of this? We were noticing that nobody, nobody was. So I think we're slowly transitioning into a little bit more if you look into the onto the H&M website you see a bit more of diversity you see like uh, all sorts of people so we are moving in the right direction slowly but steadily yeah yeah and of course it makes sense like uh, if you only for instance tv shows if you only cast like the most beautiful perfect looking people of course, that's something people want to watch. Yeah. But if you choose real life and real looking people, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just for some reason a bit, mu- a bit less fun or something to watch. We are hardwired to to want to look good looking people. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I do think it's it's 
going to be a good thing for the world to move away from the the strife for perfectness, I guess. Yeah. And also, um, on that note, um, I really want to do a episode on body positivity and um, just in general insecurities about about bodies. We should do that. That's that's a really fun topic. We should because. Do that. I have a strong opinion about something you just said. Well, strong, not that strong. <laughs> uh, you you talked about uh, body positivity being a lot better than it's the the influencer times that came before. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think about looking at a body just neutral? I if I wake up and I feel like shit, I want to be allowed to feel like shit and not have to pretend I'm happy to be in this body because on this day I'm meh. You know, yeah. I, I just want to I just want people to realize a body is just a body. Yeah, it's a vehicle and it's beautiful that you have a functioning body uh, to the extent that you have a functioning body. Um, I think it's something to be grateful for, but it still is like, let's say, a machine that you use to navigate through life. Yeah, yeah. it's not something that needs to be beautiful or time. can be ugly or, you know, yeah. it's. It's all of the above. It's it's a body, you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's the body is definitely more than just the the appearance and the physical appearance and the way it looks. I definitely agree. Do you want to get into that now, or do you want to make a separate episode? Uh, yeah, let, let's make a separate episode <laughs> because otherwise, what will the title of this episode be? <laughs> a talk about much and many things. <laughs> Oh yeah, but that's something um, another for, story for, for the future. Day. Yeah, yeah. sorry for another day. We keep <laughs> keep having those. Yeah, but uh, about about millennials. Yeah, so I think um, we have just a little bit amount of time left. Do you want to make a last statement before we? I don't like millennials. <laughs> now that's not that's not actually true. I hate how millennials are portrayed because I feel like millennials are portrayed like genuine crazy people Mm -hmm. um, which leads to other generations not grasping what millennials are about for instance there was an article about um, someone in New York in Brooklyn I believe that had an apartment full of house plants and also non-house plants just plants everywhere living in a jungle Mm -hmm. and she got criticised so much by this older, um, yeah, what's it called, reporter guy, mm-hmm. saying that she was crazy and um, and living in a strange way, and that shouldn't be uh, encouraged. And why? Why was that? Because it's a house. Please treat it like a house. You know that that kind of view mm-hmm. is what the reporter had, and I was like. Please let that woman be. Exactly. Yeah. If she wants. But to that have, whole like, article uh-huh. wasn't about the plans. Wasn't about the the state of her apartment. Was just about shitting on millennials. Mm. And that's not fair. That's not fair. We're often used as a scapegoat, and I'm saying we're as if I'm one of them because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think the world would be a lot better if everybody would just mind their own little business. Yeah, <laughs> and not criticize 
every single thing about every single person because like if that lady or that guy wants to live in a little urban jungle like who am don't I we doing? all <laughs> please let her be yeah the, her beautiful soul is meant to be there in her jungle yeah you know and also things like spirituality um millennials are known for that uh things like astrology mm-hmm. we're i think the first generation to have a lot of people actually believe in that no. mm. Whether people think? believe in, I'm not sure, but I think there's been a spike in the astrology things and uh, alternative health stuff. We're, we're just associated with trying a lot of new things, and I think that's beautiful. I think that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> but but do you think that's true, or do you think people were already like uh, trying a lot of stuff? Because I think also in other uh, generations, people were like experimenting with drugs and stuff but we just didn't have the 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 social media and everything that uh, uh showed us that but i think true but also i think a lot a lot of stuff like like we said earlier because of the previous generations that the world they've created mm-hmm. um oh that reminds me of eco things that's going to be an episode <laughs> um, but i think the the world they created was full of opportunities and also get, going into like drugs like you mentioned mm-hmm. um, there's a lot more available to just the, the average joe now than there was like 50 years ago i'm pretty sure like how many uh synthetic drugs are on the market like look at amsterdam there's like pretty much anything you can think of it has been created in some sort of lab and yeah, it's been pushed into tablet form mm-hmm. that you can consume to live out your dreams mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of um, everything's more available there's more money and one thing that i do want to mention there's um going back to advertising um there's an like um you know those ads that they play before you go to a movie mm-hmm. in a movie theater? Yeah. Those ads are usually great. Um, there's one of a spin-off brand mm-hmm. by a Dutch uh, beer brewing company, like one of the big ones. It's not Heineken, but one of the big ones has made it like a sub-brand specifically aimed towards millennials. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about it is I completely completely identified with that whole 30 <laughs> seconds of video it was about um work doesn't grow our life but we'll never miss a meeting and um we don't look for love we love ourselves oh my god and we don't have to uh dry clean our suits because they always look fresh it, it was just Spot statement on. after statement after statement where i was like yeah 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 especially the the work attitude i think that's a real millennial thing we we definitely don't let work rule our lives but we will never miss a meeting you know (laughs) they're very ambitious people i i feel um and we really want to do good in our job and want to climb that corporate ladder however we also prioritize fun yeah I think we're the first generation where work and leisure mm-hmm. or leisure, depending on how you say that, um, has been like in balance. It's not 
one or the other it's both yeah. being equally important that's that's what i was saying like it's so contradicting isn't it yeah <laughs> this so yeah I, i love our millennials but i also i'm i can't wait for gen z to step up yeah and to grow and, up and show us how it's done yeah i feel like the 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 whole thought among millennials is that Gen Z will have to step up their game because they are less awkward. They are like millennials, but without the shit, you know? Do you think? I don't, I'm not too sure. About I don't know. I personally also don't really love Gen Z that much, but in general, millennials um, are reported to see Gen Z as like the 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 new generation that's going to change everything for for the good you know is going to look at social media completely differently uh will have a balance in that regard because they grew up with it instead of getting it some point during their life so they know they know how to navigate a phone like a kid of like three years old knows how to navigate a phone better than i do yeah yeah and that's not that that's just the plain truth <laughs> and um Stuff as like the the eco stuff I was just referring to, mm -hmm. like climate change and the whole climate action that needs to be taken. Mm -hmm. A lot of millennials feel like Gen Z will finally step up their game, and I'm curious. I'm curious. Can't wait. Yeah, but you know what I think? I think that every generation has its own shit, and I think also the 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 generation before us had their things and uh oh absolutely definitely but hopefully mm -hmm. each each generation will take the knowledge that they learned and pass it on to the next generation yeah. which would hopefully mean that every generation is like a, an upgrade from the previous one yeah but I, i think i think that's definitely that's definitely a thing i think because the world and living has never been so easy so we definitely did a good job i think yeah well <laughs> let's let's look at 2019 for that and not 2020 <laughs> 2021 is going to be our year guys um i'm not entirely sure how long this episode will be i think Not too much longer than 40 minutes. I think that's, I think we did good. Yeah, I think that's, that's a nice, nice time to round it up. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can actually. Who knew? We have a Instagram page that is called, I have to look it up again. I'm pretty sure it's called How to, How to Life Pod, right? Yeah, I think so. And also, um, in the show notes that you can see on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever else you listen these Anchor. I'm pretty sure we're on Overcast too, although I have no clue what that is. Um, but we have show notes with uh, interesting links to, uh, for instance, our Instagram. So check those out. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. And we'll see and you, we'll you, see next, you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye.